Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I'm your host, J215 Forever. The Know Your Role Player Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But the best way that I would find out is I would download the Anchor app, A-C-H-N-O-R, all right? I would search Know Your Role Player. You create a profile, I would search Know Your Role Player, all right? You subscribe to it, and every single time that I have a new episode, you will get posted. Now, <clears throat> how's everybody doing? I hope everybody's week's productive. Today is Saturday, 10-12-2019. It's currently 4.24 p.m. Um, I'm actually off work today. I had a pretty chill day. Uh, and I just said, you know, I had to get this episode in. Now, I did not forget the Chinese, the China story with Houston Rockets. Um, but I'm really big on making sure you have information about a subject you're talking about. So when I get all of the information, I probably, you know what I might do? I might do a Sunday podcast, which I usually don't do, maybe 20 minutes and just break down my feeling for it because I have to say a couple things on it. But that is not today's podcast. All right. Now, the first half of today's podcast, I just want to go over a little things I'm noticing in the preseason. Uh, a couple players I like, uh, maybe one or two role players for y'all to check out. But we're going to talk about love. All right. Not, not love and relationships. That is not, you got the wrong podcast. All right, but love and basketball, all right? My love for basketball. When I fell in love with the game, who's of my favorite players, and what 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 is my why, all right? Now, let's go with the first one. What uh, um The game's on Friday, October 11th, all right? We're going to go through a couple games. I just want to talk about three people, all right? And they're all going to be role players. So the Washington Wizards defeated the New York Knicks 115-99. Bradley Bill is honestly, to me, a top 20 player. I just don't know if he'll get that recognition. But after I've seen what he did from last season, I am confident enough to say that he's going to get better and better. And he's young. So he's the guy I would trade the house for. You know, uh, obviously not the Sixers. I like our – actually, he'd be really good on the Sixers. Wow. But we, we can't get him. We don't have the assets, too. But if you if I was a team that could get a guy, I would go after Bradley Bill. He should be the number one most sought-after player in the NBA. Because he can't be no more than 25. And his worst stat line, let's say if he has a bad year. A bad year for him will be 25, 5, and 4. Like, to me, he's going to go off with some stats this year. Now, he'll play within a team concept, but I, I think he's going to do great. But that is not who I want to talk about. Who I want to talk about is one of my favorite role players in the league, all right? Remember, this is the Know Your Role Player podcast, not the NBA podcast, all right? We talk about role players, all right? So as much as I have to talk about LeBron and the rest of the guys, these are the people I really like to play, talk about. All right, now Philly's own North Philly made man, Marcus Morris and Markeith Morris. All right, one is a little bit taller than the other. Uh, Someone was like, "Yo, how can you tell the difference?" I actually been following them as far as hooping since uh, high school. Uh, I think they, I might, I might be wrong, but I think they played for Simon Gretz. But I might be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but Marcus Morris is on the New York Knicks. And he's really, really good. Uh, Markeith Morris, he was on... Oh, see, I'm, I'm not even going to say what I don't know. I'm going to say what I do know. We're going to talk about Marcus Morris. I actually don't want to talk about Markeith today. But they're both really good players, all right? Um, now, Marcus Morris is a guy that when he is healthy, he's so good, man. All right? But he, he's so talented. But he's had a lot of injuries, all right? Now, last night, he was played 31 minutes. He was 8 for 13 from the floor. Three for seven from the three-point line, two from two for the free throw line, uh, one block, one steal, one turnover. But he was great, all right? But the thing is, he is a guy that if he's good, the team's going to really take off, right? Because let's talk about what he can do, all right? Life is not about what you can't do. It's what about what you can do and excel at what you can do. So as far as Marcus Morris, he's really good at pick and pop, all right? He can set the screen, set a hard screen, too. He's a very tough player. Set a hard screen, get open, pop, and bang a three-pointer from the top of the key. Also, they don't do it as much, but I would like to see him roll a little bit more. Maybe a short roll. Maybe not like a lob play, but maybe a short roll where he does one or two crab dribbles and get like a finger roll or something. But I'm very big on Marcus Morris. I'm big on both of the Morris twins, all right? When they're not playing well, um, actually, funny, I can give you a backstory, all right, reference point. They were on the Phoenix Suns together, all right? And they had signed a value deal that was way under their worth because they were told by Phoenix, one of the worst organizations I've ever seen in my life, that they were going to play together. Now, that was, I don't know if it was officially in their contract, but that's what he was told, all right? So that's why they signed for way under what they should because they're both underpaid like crazy. 
But uh, I think Ryan McDonald is his name. He got fired. Almost everybody at the Suns got fired. They should. It's, it's awful. It's a joke. It's an organization. All right. But they signed for way less. And when the team was bad, they were like, yo, we're going to trade one of these guys. And they were really upset because, like, yo, we would have left. We only signed because we gave you less money. And, um, you know, that created big turmoil. Uh, both of them wound up getting traded. But the thing is, the point I'm saying is when they played together, they were so good, man. They played they, they play together, but it wasn't like Joe. And what about Joe was they weren't trying to do too much. They weren't trying to just – uh, force feed each other. They played in the system, but they just had like a natural chemistry. And um, I would really like to see these guys play together one more time. I know they would. Uh, I don't know if there's a team I could. Actually, there's plenty of teams I could fit them both on. I don't know if I can find the money because honestly, they they both deserve to get paid well over sixty million dollars. They're really good role players. But that was the one guy I want to talk to. I only want to talk about three role players. All right. Um, but I'm really high on Marcus Morris this season for the Knicks. Um, I don't think the Knicks – I I love making fun of the Knicks. I think New York lives in the past with a lot of stuff. Uh, and I take – it's so much joy in my heart to make fun of the Knicks. But they got a lot of good players. I don't think they're going to be good, but they'll be competitive. And that's for them a lot. All right, let's talk about somebody else I'm really high on. All right? Okay. Uh, so last night, <laughs> the Sixers defeated the Charlotte Hornets 100-87. Now, again – Remember what we talked about in preseason. We don't care about the final score. We care about our players and what they did well and what they didn't do well. Now, he's not a role player. He's a superstar. But Ben Simmons played 23 minutes. He was 6 of 8 from the field. He didn't shoot a 3. But 3 for 3 from the free throw line. So, remember, last year, Ben Simmons shot about 64% from the free throw line. So, again, don't worry about the three numbers. The two numbers I want is uh, mid-range percentage and free throw percentage up. The three-pointer, I'm not... Just shoot it when you're wide open. That's it, all right? You don't need to do a pull-up three. Not yet. But if you're wide open in the corner, pull, all right? Pull, pull, pull. Now, he was great again. Um, I love when Ben has a chip on his shoulder. I do. Uh, ben is a very, um, his personality is very a very cool demeanor, kind of like myself. But when you when you push him and try to get the dog in him, the dog is in him. He's not soft. He does respond back. Hey, try him, man. But uh, it doesn't usually work. But uh, one of my favorite players this season I'm looking forward to is Miles Bridges. All right, Miles Bridges is a small forward that went to Michigan State that plays on the Charlotte Hornets. All right. Now yesterday he was okay. He's actually a minus seventeen. He wasn't good. Now, the thing I love about Miles Bridges is this, all right? He is this crazy. Actually, I like two players on the team. I do not like Terry Rozier. Um, I think he's going to be horrible this season. He's talented, right? I'm not hating. He's talented. But when you ask a guy that was a backup to try to average like 20 points a game, 10 assists every night, and their second best player can't like really help him, he's going to be in a lot of trouble. Uh, but the other guy I like, I don't know if the – See, a lot of times with these players, man, I, it's never the talent, man. They got to be on a good team and a place that likes them. Malik Monk, I love Malik Monk. All right, so in 2000, I think, 16, uh, Malik Monk was in the NCAA tournament, and I was like, yo, Sixers, please get this guy. Now, I'm going to tell you, as much as a fan I am, I have self-awareness of his game. He is a gun, all right? He don't know how to pass if his life depended on it, and I'm okay with that. He's a very good shooter. He's super explosive, but you got to let him go. you got to let him play to his strengths, man. Uh, you know, they kept trying to force him to be like a 3 and D player. That's not his game, all right? And if here's the thing. i got a little sneaky tip for you all. If you want a guy with super high upside that's in a horrible system, all right, I don't know what the Charlotte Hornets have been doing the last 10 years, but they ain't been trying to win, all right? As great as Michael Jordan is in basketball, he's as bad as being a GM or owner or whatever title he has. It's awful. Awful. All right. <laughs> now that I got that off, let me calm down a little bit, y'all. That kind of got under my skin. Man, Mike better go ahead. I got time today. But <laughs> let's go back to Miles Bridges, all right? Super explosive athlete, all right? Crazy hops. Very good shot. Now, he was 5 for 5 from the free throw line, so that's encouraging. He was in 1 for 4 from the three-point line. I'm going to have to look at his threes from that game and see where he took those shots and was he open. But very good player. I don't know what their offensive philosophy or defensive philosophy is. They're going to be the worst team in the league. They're going to win about 16 games. Nicholas Batum has the worst contract in the NBA. Um, 
it's not even talent. Batum can play, but he's just either not aggressive or he doesn't care. Whichever one is it. But when Nicholas Batum was in Portland, he was such a good role player. One of my favorite players to watch. That's why I'm hard on him. I'm not hard on a guy that can't play above his talent level. I'm hard on a guy that has talent and not playing up to his potential. So let's go back to a reference point. So like for Ben Simmons, Brett Brown has to stay on him. Not that he's doing bad. Simmons is doing great. But the reason why Brett has to stay on him is as Simmons continues to grow and evolve as a player, he's going to realize, oh, I can be the best player in the league myself. Like right now, Embiid is better than him because he does more things. But Simmons is way more durable than Embiid. Simmons is a tank, all right? He can probably play 48 minutes a game and, and run up and down the court. All right? He's just in phenomenal shape. But... Simmons has the talent to win Defensive Player of the Year and MVP. He has that type of talent. Now, whether he gets those is up to him. Is how bad do you want it? Now, he says he wants it. He wants it all. But you got to work for it now. He's very young. He's got plenty of time, but uh, we'll see. I didn't mean to go off on Ben Simmons, but I had to get that point off. All right, so I'm going to give you all my last role player. Um, So we talked about Miles Bridges. We talked about Malik Monk and Marcus Morris. Now, (laughs) this is funny, actually, uh, Jeff Green is a guy who actually makes my heart cry when I watch basketball. And not in like a mean, malicious way. He is so talented, all right? Some people really don't got talent. Jeff Green really can hoop. Like, he really got talent. But the problem is he's the most inconsistent player I've ever seen in my life. He can give you 30 points a game one night, and the next 10 games he can give you like five points and just disappear. Now, he's on the Utah Jazz, which is a sneaky, underrated move, all right? And the reason why is Utah last year went from a team that could only rely on Donovan Mitchell, and as he kind of suffered from it, he started to press a little bit, to a team where he doesn't even have to press. I'm expecting Mitchell's numbers not to really change, but he should really have higher percentages because with Mike Conley taking the ball out of his hand, he used him off the ball cutting. He's got Bogdan Bogdanovich. He's got Jay Crowder at the three. They got space in there. So now you got the one uh, you got the one big in it, rolling to the rim with all shooters, one four, pick and roll. So I'm very excited about it. But let's go back to Jeff Green. Um, on a team like Utah, they don't need to have any expectations for him, right? That's when he's good. When you depend on Jeff Green, that's when he's bad. And listen, it is what it is. It's not to be hateful or malicious, but the truth is the truth, all right? We're going to have to live and die in the truth on this podcast for better or for worse, all right? Now, Jeff Green on the Jazz has zero expectation, um, but if they actually play him, I actually think he'll be amazing because he'll come in, he can play some small ball center, uh, he can rebound, he can pass, he can do a lot of stuff. Now, you can't expect him to do anything. Expect nothing. But if you expect nothing, he's usually good. I know it, it doesn't make sense, guys, but it is what it is. Now, one more player. He's a superstar. He's going to be a superstar in three years. Zion Williamson uh, had played against Rudy Gobert, and I'm going to tell you guys, he's good now. He, 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 he'll make the all-star team in, in less than two years. All right, the, the talent, here's the thing. One thing about the NBA, it's a very high-skilled league, but – a lot of these players don't like the physicality, and Zion loves physicality. He wants to bump. He wants. He wants all. He wants all the smoke. All right, that's the best way I can put it. And a lot of times, I know with these teams, they seeing him doing that power drive to the rim. They're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna make a business decision and slide to the left." You know, everything to the left. And the problem, and the problem is like. When Gobert just went straight up against him, Zion bumped him, ate the body contact, and finished four different times. Um, so let's talk about Zion again as far as numbers. He said, his words, not mine, he wanted to average 20 points. What do you say? He said 13, but I'm going to go with 10 rebounds and 6 assists. Now, listen, I will never tell a player what they can or can't do. We can only go off of what they give us. But my is for my expectation is for him is about 16 points, 8 rebounds, and 3 assists. But he's a very good passer, a lot better passer than people think. All right, um... We'll talk about the one last game real quick, but then I want to talk about what I really want to talk about, the love and my love for basketball, all right? Now, Giannis Akatumpo had 34 points, 11 rebounds, and four assists. And you know what? I could care less. Now, he's a great player. He won MVP. But this dude, Luka Doncic, man, like, when you got the sauce, like, when you let that marinara cook for, like, an hour and a half and let them flavors get in, you know what I'm saying? This is what you're going to get. 
I ain't gonna lie. When I watched him play overseas, I was like, yo, he's talented, but he's the slowest, fattest athlete. He's gotten way better shape. And one thing I have to give him props for, you don't have to be a great athlete when you're 6'9". You just have to be a smart athlete, and he's very smart. All right, so he's hitting threes from the logo at a half-court mark. He's got crazy handle. And him and Porzingis already, listen, uh, we're going to talk about next week, if I can get the gang back, uh, we're going to talk about the league pass teams because Zach Lowe, my favorite writer from ESPN, had posted the league pass rankings. Now, we had our version of it, and we're going to compare ours to the top writer in the world. All right? And, hey, let's speak some good things into fruition. Let's say one day, Zach Lowe's on the podcast. You know why I know he would like this podcast? Because Zach Lowe likes role players, all right? <laughs> when I talked about Etuan Moore the next day, he talked about Etuan Moore. Not to say he listened. I know he's busy, but great minds thinking alike, so... Dream big. Now, uh, back to Luka Doncic. Wow. He can pass. He can shoot. He can rebound. If he's never a good defender, it doesn't matter. He's, he's too good offensively. It doesn't matter. Like, uh, I like uh, Phoenix's pick. I forgot his name. But um, if Phoenix took Luka, oh, my goodness, they'd be so good, man. Or Trey Young. I just, they, just, they took the wrong guy. DeAndre Ayton's very talented, but I just feel like a guard – Next to Devin Booker, so he can play more efficient and not have to run uh, point guard responsibilities, would be so much better, all right? Now, like I said, I do not want to talk about these games. Uh, I gave you a small breakdown of each game. I don't even want to talk about the Celtics and Magic. I'm going to say this, though, about the Celtics. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are going to be amazing this year, all right? When they played uh, against the Cavs that season, or just that whole season, when they were allowed to go and just Boom, try to be the best version of themselves, they excelled. When they were put back into reserve positions to play off of a superstar, they stunk. All right, so when we, I want to see Jalen Brown. As much as I hate the Celtics, I love Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum. They're just really good players, real fun to watch. So I'm excited about it. And the Orlando Magic, man. Listen, I'm going to say this again. If Markel Fultz is Markel Fultz, they're a top four seed. All right, I don't, that's how talented he is. Now, I don't think he's all the way back, but the confidence is there. He can do about 65% of the stuff he can do. That's good enough to get on the court. All right? So we'll see. His jump shot looks a lot better. Uh, he just looks confident, man. One thing about Fultz you have to learn, when he goes to the rim and does those double scoop pump layups, it's over. All right? But that is not today's topic. I wanted to get all that stuff out the way because today we're going to talk about love. Not relationships. That is the wrong show. All right? Y'all can got to go somewhere else for that. But we're going to talk about basketball and how I fell in love with the game and how this podcast came into fruition. I don't think I ever gave you the origin story. All right? So I was born September 29th, 1989. All right? So the first game I can honestly say I remember, I did remember a little bit of Jordan in the 90s as a kid. Not much. A little bit. I knew he was the man, but I was in and out. I had a short attention span, so I couldn't remember much. But the first time I really started watching basketball was when Iverson, uh, not when he first came into the league, probably towards 98, 99, and 2000. That's when I really started getting into basketball. And one, this dude, Iverson, had the biggest heart I've ever seen. I was like, yo, he had had so many injuries and stuff. And like the way the team was set up, it was just like Iverson score and we'll do everything else. And he literally did it. He never made an excuse. He always played with his heart on his sleeve. Uh, he's just Iverson embodies Philadelphia. All right, so if you want to know about what is Philadelphia about, it's about passion, pride, and commitment. That's what Philadelphia is. All right, when you don't have passion or you don't play with pride, they will boo you. All right, they they don't have no picks. But when you bring it, let's talk about some of the best athletes that belong in Philadelphia. Brian Dawkins, he is beloved in this town. All right, now McNabb, talented. But just not the most likable guy. I used to be a McNabb fan. Now, listen, we're going to go back to basketball, but this is a reference point. When McNabb started throwing his teammates under the bus while they didn't win, instead of looking in the mirror, I was like, yeah, I'm cool on him. All right? But back to uh, my love for basketball. So it started with um, a pinch, a pinch, a half a teaspoon of Jordan. Right? But it really started with Iverson. That's the guy as a kid I looked at. I wanted braids so bad. He actually had a taper. A taper fade when he first came in the league, but he got braids. I wanted braids so bad, I never could get them. Um, but from that moment, it went on to the Lakers Sixers finals, and that game one performance, 
I watched it probably at least a thousand times. I know for a fact. Every time it's on, I'm watching it. Every single time. Because as I get older and I have an analyst eye and I lose my fan eye, I can see the game a lot different. I can see how even though Iverson was 0 for 5 in the first quarter, he actually took all good shots and he's probably pressing a little bit because he just didn't want to let his teammates down. You know, I can see how much effort and energy they play with. I can see how lazy the Lakers was and how the Sixers was like, yo, y'all going to earn this championship. Nothing's given to y'all. Actually, the funny thing about that series is actually really close. We lost all the games because Shaq just kept dunking on everybody. But talent wise, we we I could I was so proud of that team, man. And I remember when we won game one um in the year I guess this is two thousand, everybody was honking and horn. Six hours. Like I said, Philadelphia is a complex town, but it really is a beautiful place, man. You just have to you have to see the good for it. All right. Um now from that moment, we are going to where I really fell in love with basketball in its art form. And when I say art form, uh, the basketball jazz, the musicians of it, how it comes together, the unity, the passing, the uh, the connection. And what I want to be more specific is the Sacramento Kings, all right? When I watched this team, I said, wait, how do they, how do they have the chemistry? How is everybody in this beautiful sink? How is this system? I couldn't believe it. Now, they didn't win because they played a Lakers team, but they got cheated, all right? If you YouTube... You can go to B-Ball Breakdown. That's the number one YouTuber I watch for basketball. And YouTube, did the Sacramento Kings get cheated by the Lakers? Man, it is a crime scene, all right? Listen, Tim Donahue must have had some money on that game because it was bad. And the NBA know it. That's why they don't even post that game on NBA TV. NBA, you ain't low, all right? <laughs> now, back to the uh, Sacramento Kings. First of all, that version of Chris Webber is absolutely amazing. Passing aggressive, tough, nice jump shot, can post up, can do whatever you want. Man, he was so good. I was so I was like, yo, I was so amazed by him. But the thing about the Sacramento Kings, there was so many other guys. There was Mike Bibby, uh, there was White Chocolate, Paige Stoyakovic, Vladi Divac. Uh, I'm forgetting so many guys. There's a lot of role players on that team. Bobby Jackson. Um uh, sorry y'all, I'm forgetting some guys. Uh another guy that was bald. I can't remember his name. He's Puerto Rican. Doug Christie. Doug Christie. I think that's his name. I might be wrong, but I think his name was Doug Christie. But he had so many talented guys. Uh, Brad Miller. I got another one. See, I know my role players, y'all. But they, their role players was the synchronization, the, the rhythm, the basketball jazz. I couldn't believe it. So my favorite thing about basketball is a pass. I love to pass. I am one day going to be a good shooter right now. I probably can't shoot outside of 10 feet. So if you ask me what my game was, I would be a role player. I would probably be a really good defensive player, a good rebounder, and uh, I'd be good at fighting through screens. But I do not handle the ball, and I do not shoot. All right? But um, back to the NBA, uh, passing is a skill I just always love. Dunking means absolutely nothing to me. I was grabbing around my sophomore year in high school. Dunking is fun. It's cool. But it doesn't mean anything to me. But my favorite dunker of all time is Dr. J. Now, if y'all go on my Instagram page, J215, the number four, ever, E-V-E-R, you see me and the doctor, you know, Dr. J and J. <laughs> but um, Dr. J was such a smooth player. Um, he's actually my third favorite player of all time. He was just the most graceful, smooth. I consider myself smooth, but I'm not. When I met him, I was like, you know, I ain't, I ain't know this. He looks amazing, too. I think Doc is like 66, 67. His skin looks amazing. He looks amazing. Shout out to Dr. J. But I've never seen somebody play basketball with the grease. Like, he would dunk, but it would be like this smooth dunk. Or he would glide. Not like Clyde to glide. He could still finish hard and, like, yam. But I just never seen in his fro in the air. Dr. J is the coolest man to walk this earth, all right? Until you find me a cooler athlete or actor, to me, is Dr. J. You can say Denzel, but I'm going to take Dr. J over Denzel. This is all his coolness, all right? Um, now, let's go to my second favorite player of all time, Alan Iverson. It was just heart, you know? It was just, if it was a will, it was a way. It had to work. It's just run through a brick wall, worry about the consequences later. Iverson was no by mean no. By no means a perfect player, but he embodies Philadelphia by just saying real. Like, I'm going to give you the real me. It ain't perfect. It might not always be the right thing, but it's the realest version of me. There's no fake. It's no phony. It's no fluff. And that's why Philly responds so well to Iverson. All right. 
But this is probably going to surprise some people. My favorite, actually, okay, hold on. Before I go to number one, I think I did three and two. So let me go to five. My fifth favorite player of all time is Baron Davis, all right? It's very random, but Baron had this great combination of power and speed to where he could have these dunks, he could shoot, he had a really good handle. If you YouTube Charlotte Hornets, Baron Davis, man, that's art, man. It's art. Now, when he went to Washington, uh, it was different. It's different versions of Baron Davis, unfortunately. I will interview Baron Davis one day. How about that, guys? Speaking things into fruition, manifest it. All right, but um, Baron's actually a very great guy. He's really good with entrepreneurship, and uh, I would actually could ask him a lot of dope questions. But he was a really, really good man. Uh, he didn't peak to me actually. I thought Baron sometimes was out of shape. Uh, he played for the Clippers, and there's a lot of fluff with the Clippers, like. There's a lot of stuff that shouldn't he had to deal with that he had to deal with. Uh, I would love to talk to him about it. But I don't think Barron kept himself in the best of shape. And he had a lot of tough injuries. But when he was right, he was right, man. And he's still hooping now. That's 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 Barron for you. All right. Five. Grant Hill. All right. Yo. Um, Grant Hill was like he wasn't LeBron, but if there was like a 90s version of LeBron, that's what it was. Grant Hill actually has a better crossover than LeBron. His left right crossover is vicious, all right? Now, mind you, I watched him as a baby, so when I rewatched him as a kid, profound. And those Pistons, that 90s Pistons jersey, I'll give it that five out of five fire emojis, all right? Um... Yeah, man, he was just, Grant Hill was just good. He, he could dunk. He had a nice mid-range jump shot. He was super aggressive, you know. Um, he could handle the ball. He could rebound. He could lead the break. He had a great hand. He just, I just loved his game, you know. Again, inj- a lot of my favorite players just suffered an injury. It really sucks. But I guess my favorite player that never got injured, Iverson actually had a lot of injuries too. But if I had a favorite player that played most of his career, it'd probably be two people, uh, Kobe and Tim Duncan. I love Tim Duncan. All right? If I ever was a superstar, which I don't think I would be, but if I ever was a superstar, my demeanor would be Tim Duncan. Love the game, play the game, but I could care less about attention. Tim Duncan turned down so many. Uh, he did a lot of commercials, but he did like the ones he liked. He turned down a lot of money because he just didn't care for it. But he could, man. His he played four years at Wake Forest, right, guys? And so when you play, he just had amazing fundamentals. So when he came into the league, it wasn't like developing and learning. It was just like go. Like, a lot of people give Greg Popovich a lot of credit, but I have to like, respectfully say how I feel. Greg Popovich isn't doing nothing without Tim Duncan. Like, Tim Duncan could have been Tim Duncan on any team. All right, now, with the players he played with, with a Ginobili, a Tony Parker, you know, with those guys, he made it happen, but um, there'll never be another Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan can play in the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and the now Next year, 2020s. He just had raw skill, and he was very fast as a rookie. All right, now towards the end of Tim Duncan's career, he had a knee problem, so he couldn't run as he good as he used to. But he had great uh, full speed stride. All right, now y'all already know what it is with Kobe. All right, it's just the mama mentality. Um, the mama mentality is something I'm trying to actually work on myself. Like as far as focus, drive, determination, uh, will, just not accepting loss, uh, crazy work ethic. I have work ethic, but Kobe's work ethic is like borderline lunatic, all right? And I would like to get there one day, but I just love Kobe, man. I, he, The thing about I like Kobe, but his story wasn't perfect as far as like how he came into the league. Uh, if you remember his rookie year, he shot a bunch of free th- uh, air balls, actually. It was a playoff game versus Charlotte. I could be right. He had a really low taper fade, and um, he just kept airballing. But he was like, yo, I'm just going to keep shooting. He was dependent on me. And um, he just always, like, he could reevaluate his game and just, like, okay, let me know how to do this. My favorite thing about Kobe, all right, when he got hurt, he would just be like, okay, I have a broken finger. Uh, how can I adjust? How can, how can I make this work? Uh, this is what I can do. I can tape my two fingers together, and I can lightly bend on my index finger and push off my pinky finger, and then I want to use the other fingers. And as I release the ball, I can let the two middle fingers flow through so I can have a full, clean shot. That's Kobe Bryant for you, all right? Uh, my Kobe impression has to get way better, but that's Kobe Bryant for you. I just love how he breaks down the game. I watch all of Kobe's uh, breakdowns. They're really good. Um, I think people are really hard on Kobe about his uh, 
ball hoggedness, but at that time, passing and efficiency weren't preached. So he did what he was supposed to do, all right? And like I said, you, you, you won't find another Kobe. You'll find another a guy that plays that type of game because Kawhi Leonard does use a lot of Kobe's things, but he doesn't have Kobe's personality. He's just a dog, a killer. Why I like Kobe is why I don't like LeBron. I don't. I think LeBron is great, but I don't think he has that, I'm going to eat your heart out alive in front of your family and your kids. LeBron will beat you, but probably like show you. It's just he doesn't have the killer instinct. All right, but I want y'all to guess who my favorite player is. I'm gonna give y'all five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. It is Penny Hardaway. <laughs> yeah, when this dude. Now listen, um, I'm gonna have a Shaq episode because I'm not the biggest Shaq fan. He was great at his peak, but. There's a lot of things people let slide with Shaq that I'm just not letting slide. All right. He actually is an underachiever. All right. And now we're not going to get into the episode today, but we're going to talk about Penny Hardaway. <sighs> First of all, let's just talk about the guy. All right. He had the fade. He had the sneakers. He had the cartoon. He had the game. He came into the league nasty, killing them. Him and Shaq, yo, that 90. I guess it's 92 or 93. They played a couple years together. But that when him and Shaq played with Dennis Scott and um, Horace Grant, yo, when I play 2K, play with a throwback team, I will never pick a different team other than that team. You know, like they – it's kind of funny. The way the, uh, the Magic, the 93 and 92 Magic play is perfect for today's game, where it's high pick and roll with Shaq, three shooters, uh, play up pace, up tempo game, you know, very efficient team game. A lot of threes. Dennis Scott, oh, I love 3D, man. 3D is one of my favorite people to talk about on NBA TV. And let's speak some more stuff into fruition. I will have Dennis Scott on this podcast. I can make that happen, actually, in like a year or something. I can I can get some connections. I just got to do some networking. But I can, I can definitely make that happen. He's a really nice guy, too. He's a great family man. Um, but back to Penny, man. Where do I start, man? The handle, 6'7". He got the height in the handle, right? So he's tall, but he's smooth and graceful, right? He can dunk, but he can really finger roll, do teardrops and floaters, all right? He, he can be fundamental, or he can play a street game. He can play whatever way you want it, and he can shoot. But his passing, Magic Johnson passing with the no look is, is dope, but Penny's passing with the scoring and the flavor and the style just really emphasize, like, the 90s, early 90s ball and the... Yo, the Orlando Magic warm-ups? I actually bought, uh, shout-out to my friend Brian, I actually bought a, a Penny Hardaway throwback jersey. And now that I got that, I think I want the, uh, I want the Orlando, Orlando Magic warm-up. And I'm going to have to wind up buying the uh, Penny Hardaway sneakers. But, um, you know, it's, he's just a dude. And it's kind of funny because LeBron's game is very similar to Penny's. I can tell, like, he got some Magic Johnson. A lot of LeBron's game is Magic Johnson. Uh, but a lot of it is from Penny, too. But it's kind of funny, like, why I like Penny and don't like LeBron. It's not about talent. I love watching LeBron play, all right? I really do. I, I want to tell people this. Behind Kobe and AI, is probably my third favorite player to watch. Now, Penny Hart is my favorite player, but there's better players I can watch over Penny, you know? I would like watching the, uh, that team, the Magic, but LeBron is amazing to watch, for better or for worse. But, you know, it's just a personality thing. Penny's more of a reserve laid-back guy. LeBron's a very loving attention guy. It's just, it's never the guy, it's the personality. But back to Penny. Yo, this dude made first team All-NBA either his first or second year. Um, I don't even have all the stats. Matter of fact, I'm going to get the stats. But, like, when Shaq came into the league, right, it was just nasty. The, the actually, Orlando Magic was t- terrible, right? They were so bad. Um, actually, originally, Shaq wanted to play with Chris Webber. Um, it's actually a pretty funny story. I think ESPN... Uh, actually has an article on it. Um, they did a 30 for 30 with Penny Hardaway. But um, Penny had a lot of injuries, man. Uh, it kind of sucked. But he's such a humble dude. I think him and uh, Grant Hill, one thing I love about him, they don't look at life about what they don't have. They look about life with they like the glass is half full. So it's my favorite theory in life. Like, I got a glass. Is, is it half empty or is it half full? It depends on your mindset. But to me, the glass will always be half full because that's how you have to think in life. Like, you're always going to have problems. You're always going to have issues. But if you're optimistic and your mindset is always good, it's going to get better. It has to. It'll get worse at some point, but it'll get better. It's your life, your destiny, your journey, you know. But um, back to Penny, man. Penny was born on July 18, 1971. 
Uh, he's currently a coach for the Memphis Tigers, all right? He played four years in Orlando. That's the guy I loved, all right? 93 to 99. No, he didn't. It's 4.2 years? Five? But he played from 93 to 99 in Orlando. He played for Phoenix from 1999 to 2004. So, he played for the Knicks from 2004 to 2006. And he played for the Miami Heat 2007. Now, as y'all noticed, my voice definitely changed because uh, towards the end of those teams, it, it wasn't that good. All right. Um, let's talk about his high school career. Uh, Penny Hardaway grew up playing in, I think, in Memphis for a team called the Treadwell High School. He averaged 36 points, 10 rebounds, 6.2 assists, and 3.9 steals per game, and 2.8 blocks per game as a senior, right? So with that being said, he was named... Uh, I forgot, what's the name of the magazine? Para Parade Magazine, the high school player of the year, all right? He finished his career with over 3,000 points, and he committed to which is now Memphis University, all right? Um, he had to sit out the season because he was ac- academically ineligible, all right? Um, this is actually a crazy story. I don't know how true this is, so don't take everything in here. While sitting out, Hardaway was robbed at gunpoint outside of his cousin's house and was shot in his foot by a street bullet for putting his career in jeopardy. Um, he was inspired to do better. I don't know if that story is true. It might be, might not. I should know that. And um, I'm going to take an L today for today's podcast for not knowing the information. That definitely caught me off guard. But this is Wikipedia. And Wikipedia, I can put stuff on Wikipedia. All right. Now, in the summer of 1992, Hardaway was selected on a U.S. basketball team, a developmental team, right? Uh, I think he had Bobby Hurley, Jamal Mashburn, what else did he have, Josh? Uh, Grant Hill, Allen Houston, Rodney Rogers. Oh, what a name. And Chris Weber, all right? Now, he came back his junior season. He averaged 22, 8.5, 6.4 assists, and 2.4 steals. And forget all that. He was all that, a bag of chips and a Diet Coke, all right? If you watch, just watch. Just I can't. The best thing I can say about Penny is you've got to watch the tape. Like, I'm going to give you all the stats. I'll give you all the full breakdown of his career. But you just got to watch the tape, man. Um, he was drafted in 1993, right? But he was traded along with three first-round picks to the Orlando Magic. Remember, Shaq originally wanted Chris Webber. And I think if the story goes straight, I think the, uh, Penny was in blue chips with him. And he was like, yo, we got to get this dude. He's the truth. Um, so when he saw him play, it was just amazing. Um, so Penny started out the season at shooting guard, actually. All right, He wasn't the point guard, but he learned the point guard position from veteran Scott Skiles. Scott Skiles is a very hardworking player, but he's a terrible coach. He's a burnout coach that just, he goes hard and goes home. And, and today, you have to have points. You have to have thought process. You have to make people think. You can't just say, rah, 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 play harder, and people respond. It's, they're not going to respond to that anymore. All right, um, he recorded his first triple-double on April 15th. He averaged, not average, he had 15, 14 points, excuse me, 12 assists, 11 rebounds versus the Boston Celtics. The next season, all right, they won 57 games. He averaged 20.9 points a game, 7.2 assists, 4.4 rebounds, and 1.7 steals per game. And he was all that in a bag of chips, all right? They actually beat Michael Jordan, too. That was a different version of Jordan, but a win is a win, all right? Uh, But that year, they lost uh, to the Bulls. No, actually, they went to the finals and got swept by Houston. Um, If y'all want to watch some fun stuff, watch game one, Houston versus Orlando. Orlando was good enough to beat Houston, all right? But Houston was a more veteran team, and Orlando, their talent beat everybody. But after a while in basketball, especially in the finals, everything has to matter. Experience, uh, you got to have some luck. Uh, you just got to have a couple good bounces. But they got swept, but it wasn't it wasn't a competitive swept. I just think after game one, I just think in their head they were like, yo, we lost a game we should have won. Uh, I love Nick Anderson. He's one of my favorite role players of all time. But it just, just YouTube game one, Orlando versus uh, Houston. All right, that's all I got to say about that. All right, um... Yo, he was just all that in a bag of chips. So, 95, uh, he averaged, 95, 96 season, he averaged 27, 6, 5.8 rebounds and 2.2 steals, all right? First team All-NBA, he had 166 steals. He was he was just art. Like, he, he was just amazing. Like, 
I, I don't know if I don't know if I'm underselling or overselling him, but he was just all that. And as much as I love Penny, a different version of Penny would be T Mac. Now T Mac could pass, but he was more of a scorer. But the smoothness and just the grace to his game is what he had. Um, now, unfortunately for Penny, he had a lot of injuries. Uh, injuries suck in sports. But injuries are a part of life, you know. They have to have it. But um, he missed a lot of time. Um, he had two microfracture surgeries on his knee. Now, a microfracture surgery is a lot different now than it was then. Um, with the rehab and the technology we have, you can kind of recover from a lot of stuff a lot better now. But at the current time, man, it, it was just like the deadly injury. It wasn't the Achilles, but... You know, an NBA player, you need your knees and your ankles. And when one of those give out, it'll really hurt on you. Um, you know, towards the end of his career, listen, this 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 is the best way I can explain Penny's career. He loved basketball, right? And when you love something, you just, you got to stick with it, all right? And his love for the game wouldn't let him leave. Now, he was on the Knicks the 2004-2005 season. He had a bunch of injuries again. But he did average, like, at one point, 11, 2, and 2. The talent never left, but it's just your body was going... The knees was gone. He kind of put a little bit more weight on the Knicks. It's kind of really hurt me to watch. Uh, I actually, I watched one game of the Knicks, and I promised myself I'd never watch it again. Uh, now, when he was on the Suns, he was up and down, but he was pretty solid. He he kind of reestablished his career because towards the end of the Magic, it got really ugly, got really nasty, the injuries got bad. But he kind of, like when I see the glasses half full, his career is like this. The first half of his career is just, it couldn't get no better. But then the back half got really depressing with the injuries and stuff. But I guess the way he looks at it is, yo, he made his dream. He made the Hall of Fame. You know when he was at his peak how busy he got. And when he got hurt and came back, he still did his thing. At one point in the Suns, he averaged uh, 19.9 points, 5.4 rebounds, and 4.6 assists in the month of November, I think. that's that's Those are all-star numbers. All right? Um, <laughs> he actually played behind Joe Johnson, which is another player I really love. Uh, a very smooth and graceful player, super quiet, but <laughs> yo, y'all saw Joe Johnson in the big three. He can still hoop, and Joe isn't even a crazy athlete. He's just like big and strong, but he just plays to his strengths. He knows how to bump you and get off of spots. But uh, th- that's my guy, man. Um, let's talk about a couple other guys. Let's talk about the Sixers. Um, after the Iverson era, towards the end of it, they uh, drafted Iguodala, and when the Sixers drafted Iguodala. I had figured out things about Philadelphia that I didn't know. And what I mean is Philadelphia can sometimes be very negative, all right? They're very brashful and aggressive. And if you don't understand the city, it can come off as just rude. If you understand the city, it comes off as passion. So with Iguodala, first of all, a couple things happened that shouldn't have happened. They called him AI. Now, we, the fans, never called him AI, but a couple times the announcers were trying to call him AI that didn't go over. There's only one AI in Philly. It's not artificial intelligence. It's Allen Iverson, all right? Now, he didn't like the name Iggy, um, so I will not call him Iggy, Iguodala, or Dre. I'm sure he goes by Dre. Um, but he was really good, man. When they drafted him, he was this crazy athlete. Him and Iverson had really good chemistry. Um, Iguodala being successful was probably the best basketball moment of my life, all right? And I'm going to explain to you why. If I was ever the, if I was ever an NBA player and I could create myself, I would literally be Andre Iguodala. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be Penny because I wouldn't, I don't want to be the superstar. I'd rather play in my comfort and just dominate what I do. Iguodala is the smartest defender I've ever seen. Now there might be better defenders, more sound defenders. It takes a lot of risk, but yo, you can just YouTube Andre uh, Iguodala's defense versus LeBron versus Westbrook versus KD. He just does stuff. He One, he can get away with more because of his uh, reputation. But he just does stuff that's like, yo, that was really smart. The way he slaps at the ball, it looks like a foul, but it's really not. Um, his three-point shooter came and went. Um, he kind of has a little bit of a two-part shot where he cocks back and pops up. So it's not the smoothest for him. But to his credit, he became a more solid three-point shooter towards the later end of his career. Um, he... Iguodala at his best is an amazing defender, uh, a great player is pushing the ball in open court, finding open players, and they can finish at the rim. And when he went to the Warriors, when he was on the Nuggets, he was good. But when he went to the Warriors, then I, I was like, yo, now y'all can see what I've been seeing. Because basically when he was in Philly, yo, that dude's a bum. He's never a bum. He's a finals MVP number one, all right? So put some respect on his name. But number two... 
They were trying to make him like Iris and like, yo, you need to average 23 points and five assists. That's not his game. You get five assists, but you're not getting 23 points from him. Um, at his peak as a player, um, the Sixers had <laughs> – this is really a good moment for me. Drew Holiday, Evan Turner, Thaddeus Young. Uh, Samuel Dallenberg was not on that team. I forgot who the center was at the time. Oh, uh, Elton Brand. Yeah, Elton. Yeah, GM. That's actually really funny. But um, when the Sixers played Boston, y'all can YouTube Sixers versus Boston game seven. It was amazing, man. He was so good. Now, we actually lost that series to Boston. It was real tough, though. Uh, that was the year the Sixers had beat Chicago when the idiot, and I'm sorry, I don't, I don't, I probably shouldn't be name calling, but I got to tell you how I feel. Tom Thibodeau is not the smartest coach, all right? He's smart as far as defensive philosophy, but his neglection and oblivion to players' health and player minutes is the reason why he's not coaching in the NBA and probably won't anytime soon, all right? The yelling doesn't really bother me. I think people get used to that. And I'm sure he's a good dude, but, like, you can't be that oblivious to have Derrick Rose in a game where you're up 13 with two minutes and nine seconds left. You know, you, you got to be smarter and better. And I just thought he just mismanaged him. Luau Dang, Joe Kim Noah, he ran all those guys into the ground. Jimmy Butler, he will run people into the ground. He don't care. He don't like using his bench. Um, I don't know how I got off the Tom Thibodeau, but I'm happy I did because I need to get that off my chest, and I probably would have never talked about him on my podcast. Um, but back to Iggy, man, he just – his defense was smart. He used his strength. He knew player tendencies, all right? His passing was elegant. He made smart passes, but he can get fancy with it. His finishing was amazing. He had great athleticism, but he can be graceful. Um, his shooting was hectic. Sometimes he could be a great shooter. Sometimes he couldn't hit the back of a coffin. But he was, uh, he was he's really a joy to watch. And when he had one finals MVP in the Warriors, it was literally my favorite moment of my life uh, as far as basketball because it was like the right guy finally win. He's a really good dude, too. He's actually smart. He has a book out. Um, I'm probably going to pick up that book today from Bars and Nobles when I get out of here. But that's pretty much it, man. Um, let's talk about the Sixers and my love. Um, I'm from Philadelphia, originally from Germantown. Uh, I've been all over the city, but uh, I'm moving back to Philly, actually, next summer. Lord willing, so I'm really excited for that. Um, I love the city, man. I, I, I know what people don't like about Philly, but I love it. I just, every time I get off the train and come to Philly, I'm like, I just kind of smile a little bit. I'm like, I'm home. I'm where I'm supposed to be. Um, I definitely plan on spending the next couple of years as I grow and expand this podcast on just, you know, basketball. But, again, I have some exciting news for y'all. A little bit breaking news, breaking news. Next year, I will have a food Instagram page. Now, I'm not doing a website. I'd rather just take a picture, tell you what I like and where the restaurant is located. Um, it'll be Philadelphia-based, but as I travel more to different cities... And check out different teams and expand. I know you role play a podcast uh, on a, a road show. I'm definitely gonna uh, combine that because I'm eventually I want to go to uh, school for photography and uh, cinematography. So basically, you want to learn how to edit videos and take pictures. Now you have, I know what you're saying. What does that have to do with basketball? It's funny you might ask. So there's a couple things I could do once I graduate my photography degree or the classes. I could be a sports photographer and just take great basketball shots. Go home, do my podcast, and use my own shots. Um, I could do uh, hotel photography, sneaker photography. There's a lot of avenues I could hit with photography. Something I've been putting off, and it's actually really hard. Uh, I think people just take a picture and be like, yo, photography, iPhone 11 Pro. But it's a lot more than that, man. There's a lot of things that go for, to photography. It's a really dope thing, though. Um, I'm a naturally creative person. When I was 17, I went to uh, Le Cordon Bleu, and like my natural creativity will always kick in. So when I'm not allowed to be creative, I kind of lose my passion for something. So with basketball and this podcast, as we transition from my love of the game to why I created this podcast, everything I'm telling you all about, I've been even telling a friend, a guy on a train, a guy on a bus, a guy in a car. I've been talking about basketball my whole life. And I finally got to the point like, yo, there's got to be a way I can do this for a living, right? And that way came, you know, and I'm really humbled by, uh, I really thank Anchor for all their support. Uh. I started this in 2018. I did take it serious, but I'm committed to it now. Like, I'm off today. I was going to just chill and do nothing. But I was like, yo, let me go and do this podcast for the people. I just got my logo done. It took about two and a half months. Uh, I love the logo. Hats and shirts, I might have to put off till next year. 
Um, as I do this Philly, uh, Philly transition, moving back to the city, I have to really value my time. So I really like, I'm just trying to commit to like the podcast, work in the gym, you know, everything else can wait. Uh, but that's pretty much it, man. Um, as far as the Sixers, I think they're going to go to the finals. Uh, as I grew and watched basketball, I just appreciated all aspects. I appreciated players, but more importantly, I appreciated role players. And this is why I believe my podcast will be the best podcast in the world in five years. When I listen to most podcasts, they eventually go into the basic points of the hot topics. This is not a hot take show. This is a your take show. This is my take show. This is an open forum. Eventually, what I'm going to get to is as I buy a computer and really start to build the podcast, I'm going to let people call in and give their piece, you know. Kind of like a radio show, but I'm not going to be doing like people all day. I like two or three people. You say where you're from. You say your piece, and you, you get it off your chest. You know that's eventually where I take uh, plan on taking this podcast. I also plan on having like live shows in Philadelphia. Um, in order for this to do that, y'all have to help me. All right, I will do my job and be consistent with this podcast. But what I need from y'all is to like, share, and subscribe. Tell a friend. You know I'm gonna definitely do a bunch of promo in Philadelphia, but. Um, the best promo is organic promo, word of mouth. Um, it takes time, though. I know that. I'm in my second year. Uh, if I be transparent to y'all, last year I had way more subscribers. I was way more active on social media. I kind of fell back on I don't really care for social media. But as far as entrepreneurship and what I'm trying to do, it's a very necessary evil. So um, I'm definitely excited, man. I, I just had, I just, I know this podcast will work. You know, I know where it's going. Um, uh, I forgot who said it. A good buddy of mine said, I know my my destination. I'm just not there. I know where I want to be. I'm just not there. But I am just have to make sure everything is alignment and believe, man. You know, if anybody knows me, I can't stand attention. I like to come in, do my job, go home, watch basketball, you know, maybe eat a nice restaurant. And that's it. I'm, I live and die on simplicity. Life is what you make it. And when you make it complicated, you have to uncomplicate it. I will not. I will make it as simple as possible for me. Um, but one thing I'm doing better at, if we could just talk about me for a second, as far as like writing stuff down. Uh, a lot of times I had like these huge goals and there's nothing wrong with huge aspiration and goals. But in order to do a big thing, you got to do the little thing. And one thing I caught myself doing, I would start something and stop it. I wouldn't finish it. Not that I wasn't being accountable to it, but I wasn't, there was no list or nothing. So now every Sunday I write my list for the week. In the last two weeks, I've been getting all this stuff done, and I feel so much more productive, and I'm like, yes. So much stuff getting done. When you write something down, it's just different. Sometimes when you put stuff in your cell phone, you can kind of just, like, go on about your business, but um, it's been so much fun, man. I, I Really, it's not a job. You know, uh, you know, everybody says, hey, do what you love, and the money will come. I think Bernie Mac said that. He's one of my favorite comedians. He said, yo, do what you love, and the money will come. That was a horrible, horrible impression of Bernie Mac. But... I really do believe that now because, like, I probably am tired, but I don't feel tired. Every time I talk about this podcast, I hope that y'all feel the energy I talk about it. I hope that y'all feel the passion, the enthuse, uh, enthusiasm, if that's a word it is now. I'm just, it's, it's so much fun. You know, and the way I think and the way I study, I really believe this thing is going to take off, all right? Um, what I want in the next year, I would say by next December... I would like a minimum of 50 subscribers. I would love to get 100. Uh, again, but tell a friend, man, if you watch basketball, if you watch sports, while you're cleaning your house, while you're on the way home, when you're on the bus to train and lift, it's just, it's good conversation, man. I think my voice is pretty therapeutic. If I do say so myself, it's easy to listen to. Uh, I try to stay monotone and even keel. But that's pretty much it, man. I really, really appreciate y'all, man. I had to break this podcast down, so let's do a review. In the first half... Uh, I guess the first quarter, I gave y'all the review of the preseason. The second half, I gave y'all my love and how I fell in love for the game and some of my favorite players. In the third half, I talked about how we got to where we are today. Um, every week, no matter what, I want to do a minimum of three podcasts. Uh, I would like to probably do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday just so I can have my two days of Saturday and Sunday and not have to worry about this stuff. I'm getting better at managing my time, but, you know, as far as, like, bodybuilding and photography, I'm trying to do a lot of stuff. But the only way to do a lot of stuff is to be extremely organized. So um, I'm definitely working on my discipline right now. But it's, it's going good. It's fun. It's kind of like you're recreating yourself. You're, like, evolving, you know. Um, for the most part, just the culinary arts, simple stuff. But 
basketball isn't a job. I could, if you if you told me that you would pay me a decent salary, this is what I want to do. I'm gonna tell you the exact truth. I want to travel the world and talk about basketball. That's it. I want to take some dope pictures. I want to eventually like to do a bodybuilding show. Maybe try to be Mister Pennsylvania in the next five years, just one time. Um, and after that, I probably just try to focus on stamina and be lean. But that's that's pretty much it. I'm a very simplistic person, man. I hate complicating things. When you complicate things, you make your own life harder. Life is hard enough. It will get harder and then easier. Make it easier on yourself by simplifying your life. That's what I like to do. Again, teach his own. Do whatever makes you happy. But me personally, I like to simplify things. That's what I do at my best. But that's pretty much it, man. I'm not going to hold y'all. Uh, <laughs> I hope I didn't talk your heads off, but I was definitely looking forward to this episode. Again, our next episode will be on Monday. I'm going to most likely break down that China situation. Uh, it's a very sensitive topic, and it, it's a very emotional topic, too. Um, again, there's a lot going on in the world. And uh, a word of encouragement is to always count your blessings, all right? A lot of times in life, we talk about what we do and what we don't have, but what we don't talk about is that we're doing just fine, you know? Having a job, having accessibility to the internet. A lot of people don't have simple things, clothes over the back, uh, clean water. You know, we Americans a lot of times are spoiled. Now, we can change a lot of things, but we have to realize that we're doing okay, all right? Um, but don't, at the same time, don't settle. Go for everything you want for. It's your life. You go for whatever you want. But um, I think the worst thing you can do in life is live with regrets. Like, take a smart, smart risk, you know, emphasize smart. Take a chance, you know. You know, playing it safe is cool, but you look around like, you know, if one thing doesn't work most of your life, try another thing, you know. Let's say this podcast never gets to where I want it to be. I'll still do it because it's fun. It's, it's enjoyment. It's, it's therapeutic for me, you know, and that's more than enough for me. But again, this is the Know Your Role Player podcast. Uh, the avatar is up. We are on Instagram, Know Your Role Player. Follow me on Instagram, J215, the number four, E-V-E-R, forever, all right? And that's pretty much it, man. I appreciate y'all. We are on the best way to download this app and listen to it is to download the Anchor app, all right? That's how I get paid, all right? I would like to make money off of this so I can give y'all all of my time, all right? But um, I'm not pressed for money, but I would. It would really help, man. It really helped me with a lot of different stuff, man. Because I don't like, I don't, I don't, I'm not a guy that like loves money, you know? It doesn't do anything for me, but it could help you with a lot of stuff. You know, but I'm definitely not the guy, yo, gotta get this money, gotta get this money. No, it's, it'll come when it'll come. It'll come on my terms, though. But that's pretty much it, man. If you download the Anchor app and you search Know Your Role Player, that's one word, K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-A-Y-E-R, it will come right up. If you search Apple Podcasts, Know Your Role Player. If you search Spotify, Know Your Role Player. All right, we're on 10 different apps, all right? So if you download Anchor, whatever music app you do have, it'll connect you to that. And if it doesn't, it'll go through there. Just subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Can I get five stars? Show me some love. I really appreciate it. Um, Feel free to leave comments on the Instagram page about what you like, what you don't like. Uh, Or you can just hit me up in person. Just, you know, I always take constructive criticism. Uh, One of my buddies told me I I get really excited sometimes, and I start speaking way too fast. So I don't want to speak slow either. I want to keep my energy up. So that's one of the things I'm working on. Um, I definitely had to work on my breathing. Like in our first year, I was like, <sighs> just breathing really heavy. And um, breathing does not sound good on the podcast. That's why eventually I would like to get a laptop and edit it. Because when I listen to some of my favorite podcasts, it's like, yeah, they're really taking this stuff seriously. Because there's certain things. I have a sensitive ear. And what I mean by a sensitive ear, I can really hear certain things. So um that leads to me being a perfectionist and not necessarily overthinking, but just wanting things done the right way. Like my logo. My logo was done about two months ago, but I was like, what about this? What about this? What about this? I kept recreating it until I saw what I wanted to see. And I'm finally happy with it. So um, if you guys like the logo, I'm going to post it on my page. It is on my Instagram page. Yeah, I posted it on Facebook. It looks so good. But I really appreciate y'all. This is the Know Your Role Player podcast. We are out. I will see y'all Monday. Y'all be safe, be blessed, and have fun. Peace. Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome back to the Know Your Role Player podcast. I am your host, J215Forever. It's 4-E-V-E-R. Follow me on Instagram, J215Forever, on Twitter, J215Forever. Um... The podcast has a page on knowyourroleplayer.com on Instagram and Facebook. The Twitter page will be up. 
at some point this weekend. It's been having some trouble with it, but I'll figure it out. But we're back. Um, hope everybody's week is going good. Today is Wednesday. Now I know. I know. I know. I am well aware of what y'all about to say. Yo, man, you ain't do the pot on Monday. I did not. Let me be the first to take accountability for it. Um, a good buddy of mine, I was going to do a podcast. So unfortunately, it wasn't able to happen. And I tried to reschedule Tuesday. It wasn't happening again. So one thing I promised y'all, if I can't give y'all the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, I will always give you three episodes a week. So we're going to have a podcast today. <laughs> we're going to have a podcast. Uh, today is Wednesday. We're going to have a podcast Thursday. We're going to have a podcast Friday, and um, I'll text E tonight. Well, we should have a podcast Saturday with E. If not, I'll go dodo, but I think E should be good to go. All right, E is doing good. He's in school. You know, y'all got on Instagram. You know, follow your boy. Hit him up, man. He, all right, we're all personable people. We're all human beings at the end of the day. Now, I want to talk about a couple of things. The podcast is growing, so I really appreciate everybody liking, sharing, and subscribing. Uh, I have analytics of all the numbers now. What I think is dope about my podcast is that it's not a local podcast. Now, if you didn't know, you know, I don't know a lot of different people. You know, I'm I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying this in the most humble way. I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, i like to shout out all my listeners from Spain, from Mexico, from Sweden, Indian, Ireland. That's amazing. Africa. Wow. I didn't even know it myself. So uh, Guam, G-U-A-M, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, I apologize. But I really, um, you know, I really appreciate everybody from the different backgrounds checking me out. You know, I'm a regular person. I am born and raised in Philadelphia. I moved over to New Jersey at a young age. But I always love sports. I always love basketball. Um, so I mean, probably once a week I'm going to have to tell this story. Just because as we continue to get new supporters, I want them to already know. Um, this I have about 30 episodes. So... If you're a new subscriber and you want to know what this is about, I would say go back to my first episode with the NBA Awards with me and E, and that's how I can best explain it to you. And uh, I went back and did some research. I think I was 94% right on all my picks for the NBA Awards. So I'm not just saying this stuff, yo. I take I take my craft seriously. This is like a job for me. You know, you show up, you show on time, you be kind, you be purposeful, you know, and you uh, work hard. So real quick. A lot of people have been asking me, hey, man, how do I listen to the podcast? Now, as y'all know, a lot most people have an iPhone. So if you have an iPhone, it's on Apple Podcasts. But if you don't, you don't have Apple Podcasts, it's cool. No sweat, no worries. You know what I'm saying? It's what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you, every. I am on 10. Thanks to you guys, I am officially on Google Podcasts. Woohoo! Um, so that's a big deal. Uh, I only got to Google Podcasts because a certain metric was hit. Uh, I cannot give you all the specific metric because they didn't tell me, but they did tell me you are officially now on Google Podcasts. So I appreciate everybody. Um, I'm also, I always try to be transparent as far as what I want the uh, podcast to do. I am investing in a computer for the podcast because I want to add certain things. I don't want it to be just a show. I want it to be an experience. I want it to be like a real great party of day. Something to look forward to. You know, some people look forward to going home and seeing their family. Uh, some people look forward to, you know, their plans for the weekend, going out with their girlfriends or their, or their buddies. You know, some people, you know, everybody has their thing they look forward to. I want you to look forward to this like it's, a, it's an experience. That's, it's not a podcast. It is a podcast. It's an experience. You know, it's something that you would truly enjoy. And it's for all ages. You know, a, a lot of my podcasts that I listen to, you know, it's not, it's not all ages. You know, it's for an adult audience. But... Take a lot of pride in making sure, you know, I'm mindful of my tongue. You know, the power of a tongue is definitely a real thing. And um, it's for anybody. Now, real quick, I'm going to have to read to you every app that we are available on. This is all because of y'all. Apple Podcasts. The best way, but the best way, this podcast is sponsored. It's sponsored by Anchor. Um, Anchor is the best way that you can listen to podcasts. Now, the best way to download it, I would download the Anchor app, A-N-C-H-O-R, Make an account and search Know Your Role Player. That's one word. No. K-N-O-W. Yeah. Y-A. Role. R-O-L-E. Player. P-L-A-Y-E-R. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm kind of upset that I didn't say player instead of player, but it's all good. But um, I'm not going to change it now because I spent a lot of money. Hey, and the logo is officially up. Uh, It is not up on Apple Podcasts. I have a conference call with them tomorrow about that because... Uh, Stuff like that is going to bother me. It's up on everything else, but I don't know. 
Maybe you have to reset it or something. Uh, but it is on Spotify. It is on Anchor. All the other joins is up on every other app. But I'm going to read to you on every single app that I'm available on. Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. All right? I'm going to read that one more time. Apple Podcasts, the Anchor app, which is this is sponsored by, Breaker app, CastBox, Cast Box, excuse me, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cash, Radio Public, and Spotify. Now, as we always do, we're going to manifest things and speak things to fruition. My dream sponsorship would be Spotify. Um, Spotify is the best, and Spotify actually is partnered with Anchor, so technically you could say I work for Spotify, but not officially. Not until Spotify hands me the bag. Spotify, I'm open and available. But I understand y'all want a certain metric and numbers and audience, so I got to play my part. So hopefully in a year, y'all, that, let's say in a year, we should get closer to uh, Spotify. We'll see what happens. Um. Okay, so on today's topics, I'm going to briefly touch on the Hong Kong situation. Uh, I'm also going to touch on uh, Jalen Brown information and some preseason stuff. Uh, things have been going really well in the NBA. Yo, Today is Wednesday. The season starts next Tuesday. So these next, not today, but these next couple of days, I want to 